Howdy, 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 everybody. Welcome to Beer in the Bathroom with me, Justin, and my brother, Tom. We're back for episode three. Tom, can you, can you hear us? Yeah, let's do this. I'm excited. Excited to be back. Um, I, I always just feel good when I hear that howdy, howdy, howdy. We're here at Beer in the Bathroom. I, I feel like I you know, just get into my groove. Um, Checking back and, in. Uh, happy to be back. Got my Narragansett Shandy that I'm sipping on. Shout out to all of the Rhode Islanders who are listening. Perfect time for summer. We had a lot of difficulties today getting the show set up. Um, we, we usually use a service to help record Skype that decided not to work today. Uh, and long story short, we're, we're basically just we're basically just using the best of our of what of our abilities here and recording live on the iPhone. The beauty beauty of technology. So uh, bear with us, and uh, we're glad to have you here. We're excited. Tom, wh- what do you want to talk about today? Uh, there's a few things we could talk about. Um, I, I have a little announcement. Uh, oh. We briefly discussed about this, but um, nothing too in-depth. Um, but as I mentioned to you, I got my first uh, pedicure over the weekend. Oh, right, yes. This, I definitely want to talk to you about this. I, w- I want to hear your thoughts. It, it, was so, it was so amazing when you texted me that you had your first pedicure because I was, I was at breakfast with a bunch of people in Chicago, and we were actually talking about men getting pedicures and whether or not you know so, that was okay so before Let's i talk. get into my experience I would, I would love to hear what was said at the brunch and what the general outcome of that conversation was the general outcome and the general consensus was that it was okay and also encouraged and that there, there was no there was no side effects to it in, in terms of in terms of being a man there's nothing wrong with getting a pedicure what was the ratio what was the ratio of men to women at there were there were five people partaking in the conversation. Two were men, including myself. Three were women. Okay. And um, well, like, what were the general arguments made? Was there anyone lobbying against the merits of getting a pedicure as a man? No. The, the The strongest argument was for it, and the strongest argument was it. You know, take care of yourself. Who wants to look at your I, ugly I, feet? I think the biggest part of this is that there's. Not much argument against it. Because if you say to a guy um, that reacts negatively to you saying, oh, I, I got a pedicure randomly, like, whatever. If it, they're always going to react like, what? You got a pedicure? They're always going to react that way, yeah. But, but then if you follow up and be like, yeah, I mean, what's wrong with that? No one can give you a, a real answer. And I challenge all of our listeners, if you can come up with a real answer of why I'm less of a man because I got a pedicure over the weekend, I would love to hear it. Um, and I, ch- I challenge you to, to do this. Um, you can tweet yeah, it at I mean, us. If you, ha- if you have a response was... for Tommy, you can tweet it at us. Um, but yeah, no, it was a great experience. Uh, you know, the reason that it came about is, uh, as listeners may recall, I was in Florida over the weekend, and um, Justine's friends uh, were going, and so my two options were to either stay at home by myself or have them, they were willing to pay for my pedicure if I was going to go with them. So that's a no-brainer. I'm going to go get my feet massaged and washed and, and, and treated for free. Like, that's fantastic. I didn't know it was, so was for free. Better. Yeah. That, that, makes so, things, that makes things a little bit different. <laughs> You'll do anything if it's free. Just, You'll try anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. But the whole experience was just nice. They, they, they sit you down in a really nice, um, like one of those massage chairs that you get at the mall um, at Brookstone. 
And so you just got, you know, your back getting vibrated and massaged. And then you plop your feet into, um, uh, like, a foot uh, massager, like, bath. And it has hot water and soap. And uh, they start taking care of you. They, they rub you da- down your legs and your feet. They put on different lotions. I got the five-part treatment. Um, and uh, uh, they, they really do a nice job clipping your toenails. Like, they do it very detailed. They get all the, sorry, it's getting kind of gross, but they get all the gunk out of there. Um, and then they, they even, like, take a scraper and scrape the bottom of your, to get all, like, that nasty stuff off of it. And then just rub it down with oils and make it nice and smooth. And by the time you're done, like, you're just feeling, like, great. Like, um, I, I don't know. I, I very much enjoyed the experience. I was reading a magazine, gossiping. Uh, it was great. So what I want to ask you, and you can be you can be honest about this. You you can not be honest. Doesn't matter. Did, was there any level of of guilt while while this was happening to you? Did Did you feel at all uh, like you know a, a little sorry for these people that were scrubbing your disgusting sounding toes? Uh, there was. So so what was happening? I I didn't I I don't know. I my part disgusting. Uh, but this lady came when we were leaving, uh, and her feet were disgusting, and I felt bad for them that they had to clean her feet. Um, but something that, that kind of strange happened, uh, I, I had a girl taking care of me, but there was a guy taking care of one of the girls, like, doing her feet, and he was, like, you know, subtly making fun of me a little bit for being there. And I was like, dude, like, you're the one who works here. Like, well, why, why are you making fun of me right now? So I, I just I just I just brushed that aside. I mean, uh, you can't you I'm, can't let him bring you down. The haters no, are gonna hate. I'm not gonna let some guy from West Palm Strip Mall the, at the the manicure the manicure place uh, make fun of me and let it hurt my feelings. You can't. Even though I'm, even though I'm still talking about it, but. Well, okay. So all right. So the reason that this came up uh, on Saturday was you know that we were all reading that article in the New York Times that came out last week about the ratio of nail salons in New York City to Starbucks and just how atrocious the working conditions are in a lot of these nail salons oh. and how the minimum pay is, I think it's an average of like $1.15 an hour or something like that. And it's really just kind of awful the way they treat these uh, nail technicians. So that that's what got us on the subject. And Are you serious? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, and, you should, and, and you should check out the article if you, if you haven't. Oh. And this goes for everyone at home because it will show you how you know they're, they're they're actually focusing on the 96 Upper East Side block, uh, which is where I used to live, and there's like five nail salons on every block. It was crazy, but that's what got us started. You know, we were basically talking about, you know, the women were saying, "Are we still going to go as frequently?" And the answer was a resounding, "Yeah, we're still going to keep going because, you know." What can you do? I mean, you could obviously not go. That's obviously an option. But are you yeah. going to? Are you, who, are you going to stop going to get your nails done? And and are you yeah. specifically going to shake off this positive experience that you've had and continue to go, or are you going to boycott it? Well, I think I should say that I'm not going to, like, consistently get pedicures now. Um <laughs> 
standing appointment uh, in Brooklyn once once I'm a month. I'm not gonna be dropping like forty bucks a week, <laughs> going by myself and like lying to my girlfriend where I'm at so I can get a pedicure. Like I, I don't I, I don't think that's gonna be me. But if a situation like that comes up, you know I'll, I'll go. I'm not gonna say no. Especially if it's free. Um, I, I I think I'm with you on that one. Yeah, so, yeah, like you said before, I basically do anything if it's free. Th- this this brings up something else I, I kind of want to talk about. You you have, you're an interesting guy in the sense that you, you you've gotten your hair cut in multiple places. Mm. You, know, you, mm. you you have an experience. You have first of all, we were both brought up as boys. We were both brought up at the barbershop. Okay, so for yeah. you know first eighteen years of our lives, you know we'd go down to the barbershop once a month with our dad around seven thirty in the morning. And, you know, the barbers knew us, they had baby pictures of us, you know, there'd be a big ex-Navy SEAL named Ron that came over with a massive pot belly, and he'd be cracking jokes and busting everyone's balls, and he'd bring donuts and Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It was a great time. I loved going to the barber shop on Saturday mornings. But, you know, then we went to college, and, you know, I went to New York City, and I started going to barber shops here, and they were usually Russians, but you... You 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 uh, flirted with uh, with the salons a little bit. You started going to get those fancy four dollar haircuts. So yeah, I, I I never went that far, but it, I, I did have different experiences. I've been to a lot of different haircut places, um, and I, I do take where I go very seriously. Um, not in the fact that I have like sensitive hair where I need a certain type of haircut, but I do require a certain type of friendship and a certain bond with whoever's doing my hair, and I I just think that's part of the job, like. If I go and you don't even try to talk me up a little bit, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll give you a two dollar tip, but I'm not gonna come back. <laughs> did you did you tip the nail technician? I don't even know. Is that what we're supposed to be calling yeah. them? Is that what they are? I, 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 yeah, I think so. And yes, I did tip. I'm not. A, if someone's gonna get down on their knees and scrub your feet for a half hour, you you, you gotta tip them, or else you're just a bad person. You're, you're breaking up. I'm going to let the feed catch up. <laughs> um, but anyway, okay, we're yeah, back. No, I'm, I'm really glad you brought this up. Can you hear me now? We're good. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm really glad you brought up uh, you know, getting, getting the haircut. Uh, because obviously, you know, I, I went to, to Raymond's Baba Shop uh, in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, as you did. Um, and, you know, that, that was good. Uh, but then, yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't really happy with, with, with the results um, when I was like 16, 17. And I went through a brief phase of uh, one to two years where I went to my mother's salon. Um, she was like, Thomas, like, this place is great. You know, they'll treat you real good. They'll give us a good deal. And I was like, whatever, like, that's fine. That, this, I, I'll, I'll try it. I'll try it. You'd just gotten your license. You had a little bit of mobility. You, you're, yeah. you're driving over to East Greenwich. <laughs> like, whatever, sure. And, um... And, and, and for the I, I, listeners at home, East Greenwich is where all, like, the wealthy people live in Rhode Island. So Tom would commute over to the, kind of the swanky part of town and get his haircuts on a Saturday morning. Yeah. And I liked my hairdresser. Um, I liked the relationship that we built together. But I just, I wasn't a huge fan of, of the environment. Um, I just, I, I didn't really fit in. And I could tell that when, when the women came in to get their haircut, they looked at me and they were like, what is that kid doing here? Like, uh, I, I didn't really want to gossip with the East Greenwich moms. Um, so it wasn't anything against the hairdresser, but I really did enjoy getting my hair cut by a woman. I felt that she um, she catered to me a little bit more, and she took better care of me, and she paid a little bit more attention to detail. 
Um, and so then at this point, I went to college and I went through a phase where I was just all over the place. And I, I'm really stressed out when I'm not committed to a barber. Like I just, that's one of my things in my life that I'm in control of and I want to have uh, something steady. Um, so anyway, I, I, I found, that. I found a prime cut. This is a little advertising segment. I, I like so much that they don't even have to pay beer in the bathroom for this uh, little endorsement. But this is an official beer in the bathroom endorsement for um, Susan over at Prime Cut. You're, you're the best. She was awesome. Um, and she, call, she called herself uh, my mom in, in college, like my college mom. And I would go and I would talk about all my nonsense issues. Um, she would give me a beer once in a while. Like, it was like a Saturday morning and I would go in at like 11 a.m. and she'd, she'd give me a Bud Light. And... Uh, um, you know, she she knows about my family. I introduced her to my father, who goes there now and gets his hair cut. Um, and I ended up, I, I met her kids at one point. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, she. <laughs> one one of the really nice touches is I would call, and I would say, "Hey, uh, do you have any availability for you know eleven o'clock on Saturday?" And she'd be like, "Oh, hey, Tom, how's it going? Um, yeah, that sounds good. I'll, I'll see you at 11. I wouldn't even have to introduce myself. She would know who I was just by my voice. That's nice. That's really like, nice. That, that's just good customer service right there. I agree with you, though. I, I don't want to walk into a place and feel like I'm a number and they're just cranking me out, you know, 20 minutes per person. Uh, you know, oh. Steve, Steve always makes a point about this. He says, do not treat me as if it's 20 minutes per chair three person per hour. Treat me like a person. Cut my hair. I'm paying you. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to be stuck with this haircut for a month. You know, this is just 20 minutes out of your work day, but this is, this is all I got. I mean, if you mess this up, then I'm in a bad situation, so you know, take it seriously. For a month. Um, yeah. And then also, like, you know, I hate it when you go to a new barber and it's just awkward conversation like I want to be in a situation where I go and it's like a nice 20 minutes out of my month where you know I'm able to catch up with them and, and chat about random stuff and just have a little pleasant interaction while my hair is being cut I have, I have a pretty interesting situation right now because I, I go to a Jewish barber and these guys they really don't speak English all too well they, they only speak basic basic English and what they've done is they've installed this massive HD TV in the corner of the barber shop. There's four chairs, and they have these little personal, like ten, ten inch screens in front of every chair. So whatever is on TV, every single person has a mini screen in front of them. And what they typically do is they put on National Geographic or Planet Earth or one of those kinds of shows where you're just like, yeah, you, know, you just it's a visual thing. Like you're just kind of so like sucked into this thing and absorbed. And and what they do is they comment on the show every now and then. So he'll be cutting, you know, my sideburns, and he'll say, oh, there'll be a puma on the TV destroying a gazelle or something. And, he, and he'll say, oh, survival of the fittest. And, you know, and then he'll, and then he'll step back. But he'll, he'll offer food for thought, and he'll engage with you, and he'll engage with you as you're watching. But you, he, they're not really interested in, in holding full-on conversations. And... Honestly, I'm fine with that. It's very New York. It's very kind of, you know, utilitarian, like, get in, get out, but also there's a little personal touch. They're giving you that TV, 
and they don't rush you. Yeah. So I, I'm. I have to say, I'm. If this was if this was like a romantic relationship, I'm definitely past the courtship phase. I'm definitely interested in getting serious. I've been five or six times now. My t- I'm starting to tip a little bit more now. I'm definitely like if the, like I'm basically this is basically like trying to meet the parents type stage. Yeah, no, this, this is definitely a tipping point right here. Yeah. Um, and, and it's also getting to the point where uh, if you just randomly never showed up again, um, it might be noticed, right? Yeah. Well, that's it's interesting you say that. The first two or three times I went, every single time the guy was like, "Wait, have you have you been here before? Your first time? First time?" And I said, "No, actually, you know, it's, it's my second or third time. Uh, I really was really happy last time." Uh, but so the past couple times I've been, there's been kind of a wry smile and acknowledgement when I walk in. No words are exchanged because you know I walk in, I take my seat, I wait for my turn, and there's a smile. And kind of like a welcome back type type feel yeah. to the exchange, so I know like a like a hey buddy sort of thing. yeah like it's that oh it's that guy you know yeah and the other thing I find interesting is that I could go to these guys for ten years I will never know their names they will never know mine I can guarantee you that but I mean that's fine because it, it's a different like th- that's the New York um, sense like they're, they're not gonna learn your name Agreed. unless it's a real Unless it's a real neighborhood place and you're going to commit to going there for like Agreed. Two, two to three years. Um, yeah. Well, I, I think a lot of this comes down to new school and old, old school um, barbershops. Like some of the new barbershops are all about the glitz and the glamour and they have TVs everywhere. And they have those ones where like they have, uh, it's like a Hooters for barbers where you get a beer and like oh. a hot chick cuts your hair. And... Uh, that's Goodness. all just nonsense to me. I, I can't... The, the, the barber should be a simple place that's about cutting your hair, and I don't need any of this crap. It's not, it's not about cheap tricks. It's not about cheap tricks. I, I feel like when I go to the barber, like that's one of the few times in my month that I can just relax. Not worry about it. They watch a little sports center if they have a TV, but... Agreed. So, um, you know... We, there wasn't a lot of activity on Twitter this week, but but one person did tweet at us. Uh, they took us up. They 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 called us. They called us on what we were asking for, and they said we, you know, we should talk about more personal stories from our past when we were growing up as boys together. So yeah, so no, I think that's a great suggestion. Uh, thank you for thank you for the tweet. Um, but yeah, I think something we could talk about is something else that that we created when we were a little bit younger. Uh, and we should also give credit to our dad, Colin Thrift, at this point for having his role in the creation of this. Um, Papa Thrift. Jay Money, the master of champions. I think this is what we're talking about. The master of champions, everybody. What an event. I, I'm interested to know what people are thinking right now. What could this like, be? <laughs> what could the master of champions be? It sounds regal. It sounds freaking regal. So the basic concept is uh, it's sort of like a backyard Olympics, and it tests your, your mental ability, your stamina, your athletic prowess. Uh, there's all different sports. So it's we had basketball, golf, basketball. We had mini triathlon. We had uh, I think we did Sudoku and some sort of trip. Be a thing for the um, for the intelligence testing portion of it, and that, and that was the uh, key. Is like this wasn't just about 
you know, us beating up on our mom and dad in the in the backyard. No, this was this was an equal, well-rounded event that included a section called intelligence testing. <laughs> That's how serious we were. And and, and, and this I, is not this is not when we were young. This was when we were in high school. I think I think you were in college. <laughs> we one one year I was in college. Yeah. For sure. Um, but I mean, it was awesome and. I would like to try to bring it back at some point. I mean, it's become obviously more and more logistically difficult uh, with all of us in different places and all, all of our f- friends who would want to participate scattered around. That's true. Um, we, we would but, send out invitations to, to our friends and we would say, you, are, you have been considered by the committee and you have been accepted to participate in this summer's Master of Champions tournament. And uh, it was a, we sent them a formal packet with all the rules and all of the events that would be happening. And one year, I think I even, I even personally had designed a jersey for myself that said Master of Champions 2000-whatever on it, and my yeah. name and my state on the back. And I think I might try and dig that up and get a picture and put it on uh, the website for the viewers to check it out just so they can see how crazy we were about this thing. And I, I was actually reminded of the Master of Champions because uh, when I was cleaning out um, our parents' house uh, this past weekend, I found the welcome uh, folder that we gave to participants. And included in this folder, we really gave the star treatment to everybody. Because um, included in this folder, we had bios of the board. So we had pictures of like me, Jay Money, and my dad in suit coats. Uh, uh, and we had bios of like our... You know, like what businesses we're involved in, like what our, what our goals were. <laughs> um, the, I the pictures were the best. The, he- the, head- the headshots yeah. were really well done. We were, we were kind of in boardroom poses looking off to the distance with grins on our faces. Yeah. Um, and I think Dad was the head of international affairs. <laughs> um, <laughs> you were chairman of the board. Um, but also we had bios of it. Player, so we gave a little preview of what everyone's strengths were and um, what potentially their weaknesses were. And for yours, Jay Money, your weakness was, I think that you you cared too much about your fans, and uh, and you got you got under a lot of pressure in the moment, and you would tend to like let it frazzle you and, and blow it, which was true. I think that um, that that also applies to my my kind of personality on beer in the bathroom. I care, I care way too much about the listeners, and I, I'm easily frazzled in the studio. You're my calming, you're, my, you're definitely my calming force. Um, and if this is at all possible, I'd like to include uh, our intro songs. Remember the intro songs we had for the Master of Champions? Yes, it was Rihanna. If we, if we could somehow give the listeners just a quick snippet of that... Um, if that's at all possible without getting sued. If not, then, then obviously well, we can't. All right, I think this is what we'll do. Ne- next week, this is a little, little, little bait for everyone listening today. Come back next week. We're going to have a snippet of the video that we put together, the montage from Master of Champions, the promo video. And we'll give you a little bit of that Rihanna action. And I think what we're just going to do is basically, in, in the episode, we should just like m- make a pledge to a Rihanna that this is all in good faith, this is all good intentions. We're not trying to steal her music. We just want to, you know, we're we're just a bunch of guys in the bathroom drinking beers, and we're just trying to have have a good show here. Don't please don't sue us, you know. 
I, I really hope that John Mayer doesn't do us for episode two. Oh, Paper Doll. I liked I liked that. It was a nice it was a nice it was a nice way to end the episode. Oh, I love it. I just it would really break my heart to John Mayer sued us. John Mayer would definitely sue us. He's, he's the kind of guy that would definitely try and fuck us over. Who who are these who are these guys? I'm John Mayer. You know what? I'm saying it right right here and right now. John Mayer, if you're listening to this, come at us. What you got? See see what we got. Come after us. We got a couple beers and a couple bathrooms and a lot of college debt. Yeah, That's bring about it. it, John Mayer. Bring it on, J May. Let's see it. So. Uh, do you want to quickly quickly sum up the Tom Brady scandal? Just because oh I know it, everyone out there right now is going to be talking about. They're probably everyone's talking about. But they're probably wondering, you know, what we have to say based on our Patriot affiliation. Yeah, I have a very specific um, opinion. I know, I know you do as well. The first thing I want to start off with is, can uh, please Sports Center and the rest of the media stop using Gate? At the end of controversies, I, I don't want to hear another controversy that says it's just it's it's it, I hate it, and it's not, I'm not just saying that because we went through Spygate and Deflategate. It's just they're comparing uh, air not being in footballs to Watergate, a huge political scandal that impeached a president. Like this is enough. It's just ridiculous. Um, here, here. Touch. <laughs> Touching on the gay part, um, I think the media obviously has a huge role in all of this because uh, you know, a lot of these controversies these days with sports teams, it's all been created um, and well, not created, but publicized and made aware because of the media's attention. And it's so frustrating. I go in sports center and I'm trying to watch my NBA highlights. It's playoff basketball. And Paul Pierce is hitting crazy shots. Oh, I saw that. Ball. The truth. Yeah. Oh. The truth is like thrown down, even though they didn't win the game. But still, I'm I'm trying to like watch ball and like see some analysis on that, or maybe the hockey playoffs or whatever. I I don't really want to get into specifics of what happened. You know, I, I think there was wrongdoing and the cover up made it worse. Um, but I just think it's like a big deal out of nothing. A, a lot of the teams do this. A lot of the teams do things to get a competitive advantage. And no matter what, I know that. I'm a Patriots fan for life. Tom Brady is forever going to be my hero. Unless he, like, kills someone or, like, beats Giselle, which would be awful, then I'm, I'm going to die a Tom Brady fan. And he can't do anything wrong in my eyes. And, you know, everyone can hate on the Patriots. There's definitely going to be some listeners who say, you know, you're a Patriots fan, of course you're going to say that. But I've seen the Patriots win four Super Bowls and... And I couldn't be happier about any of the Super Bowls. And it doesn't take away from what they accomplished this past year. And um, th- that's all I really have to say about this. But I'd, I'd obviously like to hear what, what your opinion is. The thing that aggravates me the most about it is this idea of Tom Brady's legacy being tarnished. Everyone who feels that way, you are wrong. You are incorrect. This is an issue about covering up something that happened on the field. Tom Brady is being suspended for four games, and the team is being docked draft picks, and they're being fined money because Tom Brady lied after the AFC Championship game to the NFL and to the media 
and to the fans. I think he's justified in getting suspended. I'm okay with the suspension. He's the poster boy of the league. He's one of the biggest names in sports. He lied. I'm fine with it. And I think it's going to be interesting next year because when they win the Super Bowl again, who's going to be laughing? But what irritates me is when people say Tom Brady's legacy has been tarnished. It has not been tarnished. Every single competitive athlete in any league is always trying to find a way to get an advantage. There's no, there's no such thing as a team that is not trying to take advantage of the situation. Tom Brady lied. They got caught. End of story. Suspended. What more could you ask for? Tom Brady is top five quarterbacks ever to live, in my opinion. I know people will dispute that. He's the greatest, he's the greatest quarterback in the league right now. He's better than Peyton Manning. That's my Patriot bias. I'm a lifelong fan. I'm a lifelong fanboy. And I agree with you. I'm so excited that I got to watch my team win four Super Bowls. And last year was the sweetest one. Tom Brady's legacy as an exceptional quarterback has not been tarnished. His morals, possibly, for the time being. But that's as far as it goes for me. That's fair. So, it's tonight we're taping this on a... What is it? Oh, it's a Thursday night. Thursday, Thursday. Cheers, Tom. Thursday, Thursday. We've had a very successful episode three. This will go live sometime next week. Signing off thoughts from Brookline? Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I want everyone to know that uh, the bathroom was actually renovated today. Um, so oh, my bathroom is improving, Jay Money. I, I, I can't believe I haven't told you this yet. <laughs> um, I, I actually I worked from home today because... The plumber came and, and did some work in here. Um, the toilet wasn't working so well. The, uh, the, the shower was kind of iffy. And, uh, yeah, it's new and improved, and uh, I feel great. The studio is, is improving. So um, Congratulations. Yeah. Look at that. Episode 3 comes around, and the, and the studio yeah. is being improved, renovated. Yeah. I, I'm really happy that you're taking this, the show so seriously. <laughs> Now I just have to do a modification like we talked about where I, there's an area right here I, I can show you um, where I could definitely put a shelf. And oh, could, yeah, that would I, be great, actually. I, I don't want to look up at you. I want to look exactly level with you. Yeah, and this would allow me to be more mobile um, and less constrained by you know protecting my computer from the floor of the bathroom. Yeah, I I think that you should um, do that for yourself. So yeah, that, that's 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 fun. Yeah, and I could even put my beer there. It'd be nice. But, that's ideal. Yeah. I mean, I obviously yeah. don't have a great setup here, but I make do. Thanks for listening, everybody. We've enjoyed having you here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Peace, everybody. Until next time. This has been Beer in the Bathroom. We've been your friends. We've been your brothers. Take care.